0: hi i'm krista kelso welcome to be free indeed if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or you love someone who is you're in the right place we care because we're on that journey with you come and join us hi welcome to be free indeed this is episode 5 I'm Krista Kelso and my co-host here is Andrea Lundine. hello hello hello. we're talking about forgiveness today and I'm very excited about the person I'm going to introduce and um, but I want to give a little bit of, of intro to this We've been talking about inner healing, and we're really wanting to have a good understanding of it. Forgiveness is one of our weapons. I mean, there's weapons in warfare, and we're gonna unpack that. Uh, But I wanna spend a minute or two on another definition that we think is just beautiful. In fact, our guest, Jean, is the one that shared it with me. So let me read it. It's from Leanne Payne. It comes from the Ransomed Heart Ministry. And here's what it says. It's beautiful. Healing prayer, said Leanne Payne, is not the instant fix nor the bypassing of slow or steady growth. It is that which clears the path and makes such progress possible. This type of prayer is beautiful and indispensable in our journey toward maturity, toward holiness, toward wholeness. But the journey requires other things as well often counseling, certainly discipleship, and, to borrow Eugene Peterson's phrase, a long obedience in the same direction. There's no zap that suddenly makes a person as whole and beautiful as Jesus Christ. Wholeness is something we grow into as we walk with Jesus through the years of our lives, knowing that actually, that that actually takes a great deal of pressure off That pressure to find the instant fix or have the one defining moment, it releases us to walk with God and allow Him to personalize our healing journey. That just feeds my soul, doesn't it? It's really, it's so beautiful. Jean Swanberg, you're here with us today. And there's lots of um, wonderful things that we share, all three of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I've known Jean for at least eight years, probably nine years. Mm -hmm. And um, Jean heads up our inner healing ministry at Mountain View Church in Rancho Capistrano, California. And we're going to be talking about forgiveness today. And I'm super excited, but I do have to say that we have trees in common that I didn't know this about Jean until just a few years ago when we were standing underneath the most amazing tree. in I think it was Forest home. Yeah. And anyway, they have this tree that's like crazy. So I didn't know she was tree crazy, but of course we wore our trees today. (laughs) We have trees, 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 trees. (laughs) We love trees. Most are gifts from people we love that know that we love trees, trees. And you know, our website's a tree too. That's, we've talked about that before.
1: So anyway, welcome. So glad you're here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's good to be with you guys. Thank you. And you know, it's, there's nothing special about me as far as inner healing goes. You know, a lot of times people think you have to go to someone or, you know, someone has to enable you to experience inner healing. I just get the privilege because I've been set free and God has healed my broken heart that I want to share that with other people, and so I've learned along the way a lot of different tools, that uh, from different teachers, many mm-hmm. different teachers along the way, and I just want to share that with other people because for myself I didn't even know I was captive, I didn't even know I wasn't free. Mm-hmm. Basically, what happened was. Our pastor and his wife, they had a, a, Dr. Kraft came to our church and did a seminar. And they said, You really need to do an inner healing session with Dr. Kraft. And I said, You know, I don't really think I need that. And they said, Oh, no, everybody needs it. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And so I did. And I did not even know I needed it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I really, there's inner healing prayer. It sounds like, Oh, what is this? Some funky kind of thing it's really just us walking with each other with Jesus to the wounded places in our heart and having him dismantle the lies that came about because of those wounds and instruct us in the way that we should go mm. to walk freely with him and it really truly it is a journey it's not like there's a zap or a fix, it's mm-hmm. a lifelong learning to walk with Jesus and having Him guide us through life. Mm-hmm. And so it's such a beautiful thing. And it's really a wonderful thing to get to share that with people and see them set free. Like I look mm-hmm. at the two of you and I just, I, I'm i so happy because your, your life is changed because of Jesus's love and Him coming alongside you. And I just it just excites me, so I just want everybody to be able to experience that and
0: can I just interject? Because I know uh-huh. that Jean has been really important to you. Can I just give her like just a little caps a caption of that capsule
2: caption yeah of how how I've gotten you, to know you Jean yeah, oh, yeah. okay um <clears throat> well, I in other episodes, we talked about how I met kristen and, and um got involved with Be free indeed, um, last, it was the winter of 2017. And, um, at that time in the women's group, didn't really talk much, (laughs) believe it or not. (laughs) Um, yeah. So for like four months, (laughs) I don't know about that, but (laughs) yeah. Um, just definitely in a different place of my life. And, um, so I, I, but I was willing, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I had almost perfect attendance.
0: Um she was there. She was there.
2: I was up. just I don't know if I want to use the word desperate, but I just I just wanted a safe place to go where I can just like
1: mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. You know, just mm-hmm. take a breath and um be myself and um be willing to hear yeah. um what was being shared. So yeah we at that time um you know gals, gals like us was the the name of the group in be free indeed and had just started and um Jean had come to kind of help you mm-hmm. launch it and get it going and um anyways by by this last fall um or by the end of the summer you mm-hmm. kind of brought me aboard um or encouraged me to pray about getting more involved and in, in leadership, and I don't know if this is the direction that you wanted me to go, but um, <laughs> if not. I'll, I'll direct yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> but I, because of that opportunity, um, I had the opportunity to um, get involved in inner healing and mm-hmm. the restoration ministry, and uh, again, just not really knowing what that meant, but willingness, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So I had the pleasure of. Being um, at first with Juliana and mm-hmm. and some other women, but then Jean came aboard, and it was like, yes, <laughs> 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 it's like it's like the Harvard education of interview. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. like Jean is very humble. She is very humble, yeah. but mm-hmm. I was honored, put it that way. Yeah. I was honored. It was too. fun. Yeah. Really
1: nothing more fun than seeing people have direction in asking Jesus to come alongside them and and in showing them what the tools are. And I think that's one of the things that, You know, you can can be completely set free by Jesus without going through inner healing. So I don't want to make it sound like inner healing is the only answer. It's just a faster route, I think. Uh, Really, it'd be really fast if Jesus just went zap, you're Mm -hmm. healed. But in my experience, I don't really see Jesus do that a lot with people's emotional issues, because I really believe that at the heart of things that Jesus wants intimacy with His people, with His Mm -hmm. children. And so does Father God and Holy Spirit. They want intimacy. That's why they created us, so that we could enjoy each other. And so if He just zaps us well, and we don't have to, to work through some things and realize His character and realize who who we are in mm-hmm. Christ then we don't really get the joy of that intimacy because intimacy Mm -hmm. is relationship and walking together Mm -hmm. and sharing our doubts and our fears. And so that's what he's after always is intimacy Mm -hmm. with us. And so I think that's why he makes us take the long road sometimes is because Mm -hmm. he wants this to be a lifelong thing where we are learning to walk with him Mm -hmm. and know him and enjoy him Mm -hmm. forever
0: so in if intimacy is the goal, then how does unforgiveness play
1: in well i want I want to just say that for- forgiveness is one of the biggest weapons that we have and we have weapons and so i I really think that that gives us a lot of hope when we realize mm-hmm. that we're not just stuck out there with no tools. Um, it says in second uh, Corinthians it's in chapter 10 um And it starts in verse 5, and I'm reading this without my glasses, so bear with me. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So we have these weapons of warfare that we can use to demolish strongholds and that just that should give you hope. What are those weapons? One of the biggest weapons is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. When when Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, he taught them the Lord's prayer and he said, our Father who art in heaven, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be to your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So forgiveness is one of our biggest weapons that we use. And when it says our weapons are not the weapons of the world, they aren't. When you think about the weapons of the world, they're things like, you know, put yourself first, mm-hmm. you know, um, make yourself your own God, do what you want, mm-hmm. you know? So it's everything in opposition to really putting our trust in God. Mm-hmm. And, and our weapons that we have, some of the key weapons that we have are knowing who God is, His mm-hmm. true nature, His true identity, who He is, mm-hmm. that He's, he, he says He's love, And if He's love, truly, then anything that would come in opposition to that is not truth Mm -hmm. about God and His nature. Mm -hmm. But we think all the time that God is opposite of love.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, we blame Him for a lot of the things that are going on in the world. Mm -hmm. And so one of our biggest weapons is love. Another big one is forgiveness, our identity, knowing what the truth is is a huge weapon. It's kind of like I love this this description of of um, in in the mint in the U.S. Mint they would say, you know, we just we know exactly what the U.S. dollar looks like, every single form of it, so that when a counterfeit comes by, we know it because we know what it looks like. And so when we know what the truth is about God and about ourselves and our identity in Him, when a lie comes by, we can go, no, that's not, that's not the truth because I know what the truth is. So if you know what the truth is, that's a huge weapon of warfare. If you don't know what the truth is, you're going to succumb to the lies. If you have enough experiences in your life where you've been wounded, your wounds will speak louder than the truth. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, Any wound, you know, have you ever stubbed your toe Mm -hmm. and it just seems like you hit it on everything and it's all you can think about and you usually scream, you know, some profanity or something, you know. (laughs) And you're just like, What you know, that's all you can think about. And that's kinda how the wounds are in our life. We Mm -hmm. they speak louder sometimes than than our spirit Mm -hmm. and what the truth is. And so we have weapons. There's, there is hope. We're not left defenseless Mm -hmm. to fight these things. God has given us weapons. We just don't always know what they are. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of makes me think of like a soldier. If you went out to war and you didn't know how to use his gun, it'd be of no use to him. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what a lot of Christians are dealing with. Mm -hmm. They have these weapons of warfare, but they don't know how to use them. Mm
0: -hmm. They don't
1: know that they're powerful.
0: Right. Well, what is forgiveness and what is it not?
1: Yeah. That's so huge. It's huge. um, I didn't understand
0: it for a very long time. I
1: didn't either. I didn't either. And um, I think a lot of Christians misunderstand forgiveness because they equate it to reconciliation first Mm -hmm. and foremost. And reconciliation, while part of reconciliation is forgiveness, without repentance, reconciliation can't happen. So there has to be repentance. So in the military, they'd say to repent would be like an about face. You would actually turn in the opposite direction you were going and go in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. So if you were you know, being abusive to your kids, then you would have to say, I'm sorry, forgive me. And you need to turn your life completely around and begin walking in the opposite direction to love your family and take care of your kids and provide protection, mm-hmm. right? If that doesn't happen... You can still forgive. You can let go of that person and the debt that they owe you. You can say, God, I forgive them. They don't know what they do. That's what Jesus said on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Yeah, And that's the truth. You know, most of the people that are abusers have been abused mm-hmm. in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And so you can forgive and you can release them from the debt that they owe you, but that doesn't mean that you need to put yourself in harm's way if there hasn't been a repentance and a turning Mm -hmm. away from what they were doing before. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, it's not really even true love to allow someone to continue in that bad behavior. Mm -hmm. It's really not yeah, because you're not helping them become the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. So when you forgive, you actually just release the person from the debt that they owe you. You say, you know what? I'm gonna let God hold you accountable. You step out of the judgment seat mm-hmm. and you let God yeah. be their judge. Yeah. And you say, I forgive you, I'm gonna let God take care of you.
2: Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily have to be face to face. No or it doesn't verbally or no anything. It's so what is what is forgiveness when you're not actually doing it with that person. It's a spiritual act.
1: Yeah. It's a spiritual act of obedience. Mm-hmm. Is what it is a choice. because yeah, it's a choice. Because you've been forgiven everything. Your debt, my debt. Yeah. Our debts have been canceled. Yeah. And we're 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 completely when Jesus looks at us, he doesn't look at all the things that we've done wrong. He looks at us and he sees us as his beloved daughters. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see all of the wrong yeah. that we've done. Yeah. He wipes it clean mm-hmm. and he says, You're clean. And so when 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 we've been forgiven like that, to go and turn around and call in somebody else's debt and withhold forgiveness, we're now we're standing in position of judge. Mm-hmm. And God wants to be the judge. He is the judge. He's the only just judge. And mm-hmm. you say, you know, you think to yourself, Well, You know what? They don't deserve forgiveness. They don't deserve it. What they did hurt me. It wounded me. It just about took me out. And they don't deserve it. And you think that somehow by holding on to unforgiveness that they're going to somehow have to pay, but really you end up paying. And it's, it has to do with that. There's a way things work. Like God Mm -hmm. has made a design and he knows That when you forgive, you're acting like Him. Hmm. And we're made to function Mm -hmm. like Him. And that's our best self. And so when we forgive, we're bringing heaven to earth. So I love that part of the Lord's Prayer where it says, where we're to pray, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. When we forgive, we're doing the highest act that Jesus did. He forgave us everything. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, you know, no, I'm not going to forgive that one. That one's too bad for me to forgive. Mm-hmm. He didn't say you have to do it with enough time left in your life that you can redeem yourself. No, I'm going to redeem you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like I always think of the thief on the cross, you know, when he said, Jesus, will you remember me? You haven't done anything wrong. Will you remember me when you come into your kingdom? Mm-hmm. He acknowledged that Jesus was God. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And he said, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." So it wasn't mm-hmm. like he ever had to earn his way or mm-hmm. do anything right. Yeah. He was just given this gift of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So, mm. but forgiveness is a journey, and it's a process, and um, not a feeling. It's not Sometimes a feeling. Sometimes people
0: wait for that right. feeling.
1: You can't. Right. Yeah, you, you say, well, not- someday maybe I'll feel like I have the strength to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lie that the enemy puts up so that people won't do one of the most powerful acts in their life. I've been doing inner healing for eight years now, and I can't tell you the number of times in sessions where people have done forgiveness work, where they just make it an act of their will mm-hmm. to choose to forgive someone out loud. Mm-hmm. And things open up in in relationships and in their own life. That it, it for some reason it seems to have an effect in the spiritual realm that allows God to work where He couldn't work before.
0: Unlocks like it, unlocks. It's a like door.
1: unlocking a prison door. Yeah, you know. And it, and it it talks a lot in Matthew eighteen about this how mm-hmm. we actually really put ourselves into a prison when mm-hmm. we don't forgive. Yeah. And so, um, you know, this journey of forgiveness on a personal note is very real for me. And it's, it's been a literally a 40-year journey of forgiveness mm-hmm. with my dad that I was on. So, so some of the journeys of forgiveness are real long, you know, where you actually really get mm-hmm. to see some fruit from it. But when you persevere in the things of God and when you do them His way, you see things happen, and my dad was a good man. He was just a wounded man, and so he was very critical of his kids. I'm one of eight kids, and I'm number no, wait, si- I'm wait. number six. How many kids? Eight kids. I've known that, but it just hit me. It just hit in you. a whole new way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine having eight kids? No, <laughs> pull your hair out. I can't. Yeah, my mom was a saint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So I'm number six of, of the eight, and um, it's funny because the older four kind of had a different experience of my father than I did, mm-hmm. and I think what happens when we're wounded and we've got wounds is that they sort of accumulate because what accumulates in them is pain and unforgiveness mm-hmm. and fear and anger and all kinds of stuff, shame Whatever ground that the enemy has in mm-hmm. that wounded place, whatever yeah. lies you're believing, mm-hmm. those those things just begin to fester in that wound and they mm-hmm. seem to get worse as we get older. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like people might be able to cope for a while, but until that wound is is opened up and handed over to Jesus and Jesus can bind it up and say, I want to give you peace in exchange for your fear. Mm. I want to give you joy in exchange for your pain. I want to bind up your heart. I want you to know who you are. And I want you to hold on to these truths. Until that happens, that stuff just festers. And it seems, it seems to get worse. Yeah. So the older four in our family kind of had a different father than I did. Mm. And the younger four. And so when I would say, you know, how things were, they'd go, I I just don't know what you're talking about. That's just not dad, you know? And I go, I I don't know what to tell you, but this is our experience down on this end. (laughs) And I was always really afraid. Down the line. (laughs) I was always really afraid to say anything negative about my dad. I, I wanted so badly for my dad, To have peace in his life. So I came to know Jesus at 14. I went to a Christian high school. It was a funny thing that my parents sent us there because we we grew up Catholic and all the older kids went to Catholic school and... They couldn't afford to keep sending us all, to, you know, to that kind of school. So no duh. My brother, my brother was getting into terrible trouble, and they decided well, they'd send him to this Christian school, and they could knock him into shape. And I mm-hmm. went along because we were at a really rough public school, and I was scared to death. So I said, "I'll go anywhere away from here," you know. And so we went to this Christian school, and for the first time, I really saw people um, that loved God every day, and. Mm-hmm. Talked about God, like having a relationship with God, more than just on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know. And so I wanted what those people had, mm-hmm. yeah. and I forget why I'm even going here to tell you this. Oh, because the my parents had a different, yeah. different set of rules, mm-hmm. different kind of atmosphere in the first four. Mm-hmm. So. When I really came to put my trust in Jesus, I wanted that for my dad because Mm -hmm. I knew that that could fix my dad to where he could have some joy and some peace and he wouldn't be so darn mean and critical all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I prayed my whole life that my dad would know Jesus Mm -hmm. and that he would come to peace in his life. And it just didn't happen. you know. And I just kept praying and then my dad got diagnosed with Alzheimer's much later in life. And I was a full-on an adult at that time, and um, probably in my 40s, I would say. And I had so much hatred toward my dad mm. and so much unforgiveness. I, I really didn't even know that was all brewing there. I knew I, I, knew I hated him. I knew I really did not like him. Uh, and I, I used to always be afraid. How can I be a Christian? What, what, how will, I, what will I say if he dies? I want to have one good thing to say about him. And I felt bad about that because as a Christian, it was, I felt like, how can I be that way? How can I feel that way? How can I have all this angst inside mm-hmm. of me mm-hmm. and call myself a Christian? Were you condemning yourself, actually? I mean, yeah, what? I think I was. Yeah. Yeah, because I okay. don't think I was measuring up in my own eyes. Yeah. And that was something my dad used to say to me, actually. He used to say, and you call yourself a Christian. And oh, so I did condemn myself. It was one of the yeah. lies that I kind of believed mm-hmm. was that if I did anything imperfect, then mm-hmm. I wasn't a good Christian. Yeah. And that lie began to permeate. I mean, it was, it was a series of lies throughout my life mm-hmm. that built up to that point. But I realized at a women's retreat that I really hated my dad. Mm-hmm. And I realized I needed to forgive him. And mm-hmm. so I started the journey of forgiveness and I'd think, okay, that's good, one and done. I've forgiven him. It's good. <laughs> Check. Oh, Check. I wish. Yeah, because that's kind of the mentality I had: mm-hmm. was let's do the right things, mm-hmm. let's you know, let's do what's right, and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. But my dad saw the power to hurt me. He still would say things. He was still very critical. He wasn't very nice, um, and he wasn't nice to my mom and he was emotionally abusive. He really he was. Mm-hmm. And um and so I I realized okay I, this is going to be more than just a one and done. I'm going to have to learn to forgive over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you know it says when Peter is asking Jesus how many times do we have to forgive. you know, seven? And I'm thinking seven would be good. <laughs> it's not like 70 times 7. You know, and I'm like, wow, that is way more times than you want to. Yeah. But the reality of what happened in my forgiveness journey was that eventually, as I was obedient to just letting go of my dad and just forgiving him continually, I began to start to feel sorry for him. And that's when I started Mm -hmm. to see a shift, is that I began to understand why my dad was the way he was. And I started to have compassion for him. Mm -hmm. So something shifted in the spiritual realm, I think, with my obedience to just forgiving Mm -hmm. and letting go of my dad and saying, I release you. I'm going to let Jesus Mm -hmm. hold you accountable. And so there was a journey, a long journey with that. And that whole concept that I had of, you know, how am I ever going to, how am I ever going to have anything good to say about my dad when he dies? That changed because when he got Alzheimer's, he actually let down his guard and let me in. And mm-hmm. we began to have a relationship like we had never had before. So even when you think that nothing more can be done in a relationship, and you go, oh, because when he got diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I thought that's it. I'm never going to have the dad I wanted. I'm never going to have resolution. I'm never going to know if he was saved that's it. It's over. Little did I know, our God is so big, like (laughs) it's never over and done for him. Nothing is too hard for him. If you just go his way and you don't lean on your own understanding, you go his way and you receive so much more than you ever expect. So along the way, my dad and I developed this amazing relationship. I mean, he didn't remember it, but it was, it was an intimacy that we hadn't had before. And I began to love him. Mm. So the girl who was afraid she'd have nothing good to say at his funeral was the only one that spoke. And I had plenty to say. I had plenty to say. You know, wow. it was it was amazing. It was such a gift. And the girl that worried about his salvation and worried that he would never have peace god gave me this great gift when he was dying he he let my dad have like one like last lucid moment where he actually remembered a couple of our names and he acknowledged this prayer that this chaplain read over him and he nodded his head like he was in full agreement with it all but the best part was he had this expression of peace on his face that I had never, ever seen on my dad. Wow. It was the most beautiful gift that God could have given me. And mm. the whole time God was telling me when I pray for my dad and I pray, God, why aren't you taking him yet? Like he's 95 years old. He was 95 when he died. Why Aren't you taking him yet? And God would say, just trust me. That's what I would feel like God was mm. telling me. Just trust me. He and I are doing some business back there behind the curtain of his mind where mm. only he and I can meet spirit to spirit, and you mm. can trust me. So I had to walk through this mm. trusting of God yeah. for, the, for the timing and yeah. for my dad. And so to see this expression of peace on my dad's face was so foreign, and it could have only been from the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. So when he died, it was like I knew... Mm-hmm. I had no doubt that he and God had worked things out um, because you don't, you don't have an expression of peace like that without meeting the Prince of Peace. And mm-hmm. I think that's why God kept him around so long. Yeah, It was for him, but it was also, it was also for his family to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was like God took care of all of mm-hmm. us in it, Yeah, but it was a long journey. Yeah, You know, 40 years is a long journey and I know in the scriptures, it talks a lot about persevering and, and getting the crown. And I know it's not just talking about heaven. Mm -hmm. It's talking about persevering through the difficulties in our life and going it God's way, you know, trusting that his way is a better way Mm -hmm. and that he will be faithful because he is, he keeps his promises, right? Yeah. You know, there are, um...
0: There's so many listeners and people that are tuning in. I venture to say maybe even 98% of the people that are tuning in are thinking about who they're not forgiving. I mean, I've done so much forgiveness work. Every day, I still have to forgive myself, my husband. My dog, when he irritates me. Okay, maybe that's going too far. But forgiveness work is so important. It is. it is so important. And when you say that forgiveness is a step of obedience that opens, it's like it opens the box. The lid opens.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that the spirit, where the unforgiveness was residing, Yes. the spirit can take that place and reside in us, in our in our spirit, in our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions. It's all and I think we're trying to give the message that forgive. It's important.
1: And it's a choice. Yeah. You know, and it's not a feeling like you said. I, I think yeah. you have to you can't wait until you feel like forgiving someone. Yeah. You can't wait till you feel like it, because if you wait, you are just postponing your blessing. Mm -hmm. You're postponing what God wants to do in your life and even in their life. Yeah. You know, when you forgive, like you think about God says, pray. Jesus said in teaching us to pray, pray my kingdom come. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Bring some of heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. When you forgive, you're bringing some of heaven mm-hmm. to earth. Yeah. And and when we forgive people, we are giving the the best testament of the gospel that we can give mm-hmm. because for life and the gospel of, of Jesus, it's, it's not something we just talk about. It's something we live out. So mm-hmm. when we forgive people, we're living it out. It's like the highest form of what Jesus did
0: yeah I don't think I've thought about that that when we forgive we partner with the highest form that's why Jesus came to forgive us and give us the the bridge to God yes and so we're partnering that forgiveness is our biggest weapon
1: it's our greatest weapon Mm -hmm. wow mm-hmm and it's as easy as saying, as starting off by just going, Jesus, who do I need to forgive? And asking him. Because if you ask him, he'll bring someone to mind. Yeah. And it's as easy as saying, I choose to forgive my dad
0: mm-hmm.
1: for being so critical. I choose to forgive him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that simple it's not like some big long prayer mm-hmm. you know
2: yeah go ahead you know I was just um going to say um well one thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing your story um, about your journey of forgiving your father it's beautiful and um, I guess just to add on to our discussion I think Myself and maybe many people out there, the hardest person to forgive is ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to acknowledge that because that's something that I've really had to work on and on my journey but um for those that haven't um seen the other podcasts, you know we just to highlight what we've been talking about, we've been talking about what is freedom mm-hmm. and finding freedom um with the inner you know healing power of Jesus. And then we looked at lies, learning what mm-hmm. lies are and fear. and, um, and we talked about identity, yeah. identity in Christ, and, mm-hmm. and the, all the, learning about all those things, what is freedom, what my identity is in mm-hmm. Christ, what are lies and truths? Mm-hmm. and addressing the fears is really um, on my journey, at least, of what's helped me come to the, the forgiveness of myself. Mm -hmm. Mm Because some of us, it's easier to forgive others than ourselves. Yeah,
0: it's very true. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have to forgive God. I mean, it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon at all. To hold God responsible for our pain, and I had. Because He hadn't healed me all those years. Mm -hmm. My fear was that my family, our sons, would not want to know Jesus. Because Mm. He didn't heal their mom. And that was part of the That's big. thing that gave, kept me under the covers. I would just dread and, you know, the fear would just take over that they, they wouldn't know how loving and, and, and that God is loving. God is love. And whether I got healed or not, that he, his reality was real, I mean, the reality of God's love. And now that they talk about their own process through having mom down and out a lot and that it actually it actually had them turn towards god because they needed him more than maybe the normal kid that didn't have a mom who was not available some yeah. of those times so
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean i can say my salvation the last time that I was hospitalized was the spring of 2009 and it was an inpatient setting and I was very very ill at the time and coming out of that experience I got baptized and I haven't been in the hospital since and um ever since then I've just been you know I want to stay on an uphill trajectory but you know there's been hills and valleys and struggles at times but I know that this journey has all led to inner healing and you know I I often say when we meet new women um and men in Be Free Indeed that you know I was kind of on my journey and then I you know in when my health kind of declined I sought you know help after a while and doctors and medication and then therapy and then you know I actually went God led me back to school, and I work in mental health now, and so went a little deeper in my journey, but then inner healing is like diving down <laughs> submarine <laughs> to the bottom of the ocean and, you know, allowing God to pull out all these shipwrecks from my life and um, and really investigate all of it, and and just, I mean, you, you both have been on this journey with me, and I... In the last year, I've had more healing than I have in the last ten years, but um, it was it was all started with just surrendering. I knew that I needed a savior. I I was so far down in the ground that the only thing I could do was roll over and look up and be like, "Okay, God, I can't live this way anymore. My way doesn't work." Um, but this experience and in inner healing has just um, allowed. Jesus to do the, the work internally, um, I think probably the, one of the biggest parts is just recognizing the lies that I've been believing. Um, cause there's nothing that I've been through. There's nothing that I've done that will ever take away that I'm worthy of God's love and that, you know, mm-hmm. mm, that I, that he loves me unconditionally yeah. And these were lies of the enemy that kept me mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. severely, critically depressed. Yeah. You know, that life was so painful, I, I didn't want to be a part of it. If, mm-hmm. if this is how painful life is going to be, then I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that he saved me from that. And um, now I can call out the enemy like, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> <Back> <laughs> I break <off>. that. <laughs> So, I claim victory in that because mm-hmm. um depression has been in the past crippling in my life, mm-hmm. and I am so grateful to know that I don't have to live that way anymore yeah I mean that's I mean when they talk about the good news of Jesus <laughs> it is true because um the fact that I can. Go back to the hospital where I've been treated and speak to the patients there and give them the hope, just mm. like I'm sharing now. Like sharing the hope of what I've been through. Um, you know, sometimes the bottom is just the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. allowing mm. God to take over. Like, okay, yeah, your way is not working. Yeah, um, and so I don't have shame mm. in that anymore. I used to be so shameful, like, oh, I was in the hospital a couple of times, and, you know, now I'm like, that was just part of my story. And now, like, I can honestly say I've, I you know, lived with depression, anxiety, and that's a part of my story, but it's not my identity, it's not who I am, and I'm just so blessed to be in a position to be there for other people that struggle and give them hope, like, there's... I'm sure you feel the same way, Krista, like yeah, just to tragedy to triumph is really yeah. what it is, yeah, I mean, you think about um
0: <laughs> it's kind of weird, but you know be having being a a suicide survivor is is just weird, I mean, I'm just gonna say it's weird, it really is, and um but because God saved me and used that in my life, um, it gives me credibility. So mm-hmm. you can be friends with me, and you don't have to feel shameful for being in the hospital. Because I'll say I can beat you. I can beat you on that. You know, and you can just lighten up. It's like, yeah.
1: you know, <laughs> it's so funny. You, you should see the the glue meetings. The meetings like you hear more laughter in those meetings. I, I love that. I love yeah. that people walking by would hear all this laughter coming out of a anxiety yeah. and depression group. It's like, and it's, it's, it's fun it's, to it's watch. Getting, it's getting more. Yeah, and more good. and more. And
0: what is so cool, I love this so much, is that, you know, to experience um, others, like you just coming up out of that bottom where you said, you know, you look up and that's the beginning. Mm-hmm. And to see where you are now, Andrea, and to see what you've done, Jean, in just mentoring us. You know, I didn't, I didn't know exactly what God was doing by giving me this idea, mm-hmm. but you've helped me put words to it. You've helped me mm. follow Jesus and how to listen to him. You know, mm. is he, does he want you to do a podcast? Maybe not. You know, just listening because that's, that's what we have to do.
1: Yeah. Ask Jesus. That's Ask my big, Jesus. That's my big I know.
0: Thing. And that, and he does, he speaks, he speaks to these things. He does. Yeah. And so, um, it's exciting and then now there's more leaders. I mean, pretty much all the episodes up to this are are glue leaders. Yeah, I mean, virtually um, all the leaders, all the people that have been on the podcast up till now are gals like us leaders. and there are several more. I believe that everybody in our group will be influencing others in their lives oh, towards yeah. a freedom in Christ. and the ripple effect, of this thing is Mm -hmm. just, um, it's amazing and it's exciting. And, um, so yeah, I'm excited about that
1: because once, once people get free, they're literally unlocked for what God wants to do. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's not that the doing is so critical. Mm -hmm. It's really just the being with God And Mm -hmm. the doing comes out of that, you know, when it's the other way around, which it was in my life for Mm -hmm. so long, I was so anxious to prove myself to God, Mm -hmm. you know, that I had it out of order. Yeah. And now that I know it's just about being with him, Mm -hmm. that it's not the doing. Yeah. I'm doing more than I've ever done, but it's not hard. Like when he says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Yeah. When you're doing what you're fitted to do for, for the kingdom, it doesn't feel like work. It mm-hmm. feels like not that there's not work aspects of it or things mm-hmm. that you have to get done, but it's a joy. Yeah, like it's, it becomes your greatest joy, it brings which life. is it, it brings energy. life. It unlocks you for what God wanted you to be mm-hmm. all along. Mm-hmm. You know, one more thing I wanted to say about forgiveness because I feel like we touched on all areas except for one, and that's. Just that sometimes you need to ask Jesus, is there someone I need to ask forgiveness from? Because then yeah. we'd be looking at the whole scope of forgiveness, mm-hmm. not leaving out that hard part, you know, that, cause that, that part's hard, Yeah. you know, and yeah. sometimes there's people that we need to, and sometimes they won't allow it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But to the best that we can, mm-hmm. we need to offer that, yeah. you know, and just say, say I'm sorry. Yeah um it's so powerful you know so
0: well jean i want to thank you personally um for all that you've done but of recent as we've taken our next step into being an independent ministry um you have agreed to continue to provide that spiritual covering over us mm-hmm. And that we can remain in the inner healing ministry and be a part of that team. Because as we lead, we need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just made up something.
1: Because <laughs> we lead, we need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so I want to just thank you for yeah, all that you're going to be pleasure. doing prayer-wise and wisdom and helping us listen really carefully to Jesus. Because I want this ministry to be all that Jesus wants it to be. It will be. Yeah. I'm convinced
1: of that. It will be. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. You guys are bringing people
2: hope because you're the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I just wanted to provide an, an additional resource um, from, from your team, Jean, um, for those of you out there that are interested in learning more about inner healing Um Jean's team, the Restoration Ministry at Mountain View Church, actually had some live events and some trainings. And um, the web, the Mountain View website has those uh, trainings, video trainings posted, and also the materials that were provided. And we'll be providing a link of that training on our website. Our website is BeFreeIndeed.net, BeFreeIndeed.net, and you can um, access those trainings. Um, I want to encourage you uh, at As this is our fifth episode of this series, if you haven't had a chance to go back and just listen through them, we learned Mm -hmm. about what is freedom, what is identity in Christ, what are lies and fear, and then today we address forgiveness, so just kind of get a more well-rounded picture of that. Um, And um, an important thing that we want to also share is that we are... um, We're coming together as a community just to share what our experiences are, and and we are not um, providing professional counseling, so we just want to make that um, delineation also, um, you know, your safety and well-being is very important to us. So if you are in a position where you do feel that you need help, um, we encourage you to talk to someone, whether that's family or friends or maybe someone from your church or community, um, if it's something more urgent, maybe consider calling 911. Or we want to share a resource of the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, it's available 24-7, and it's confidential. The number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. And that's a resource that's available for you Um and family members, um, but also we certainly appreciate your time. If you are able to go on to um, iTunes and provide uh, feedback and review of our podcast, we'd appreciate that just for our own growth. And um, it's been a great opportunity. Thank you so much for your time. So we're launching the
0: the vlog cat. No, vlog. <laughs> I'll get it. Vlogcast. V- vlog. <laughs> cast vlogcast. okay so it's a new word it's a new word that we're making up today because <laughs> it's a podcast and a vlog which is a v- video blog so we're taking actually three concepts into one word
2: mind blowing <laughs> we're very ambitious oh yeah
0: thank you all for being with us um, this has been awesome and we're gonna do this journey together there's hope we love you and let's do this Thank you for joining us today on the Be Free Indeed podcast, hosted by Krista Kelso and Andrea Lundeen. Learn more about us at BeFreeIndeed.net. Be Free Indeed ministry is funded by churches, foundations, and individuals like you. Join our efforts by making a donation now at BeFreeIndeed.net. Our show is engineered by Andy Lara at AndyLikesWords.com and co-produced with Sherry Alden. Filming of the show is provided by Kevin Reyes at WolfieStudios.co. Special thanks to our location hosts, John and Margaret Snyder. Find and follow us on social media at Be Free Indeed Ministry. Lastly, subscribe to our show today, wherever you listen to podcasts. When you have a moment, we'd love your feedback and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.